being very polite British people, instead of just basically nuking Russia, I mean, just like first strike on Russia, saying, because right. you've, you've attacked our country with a fucking chemical weapon, for crying out loud. I mean, let's, you know, let's make no bones about what the Russians have done. Mm. You know, we invite the ambassador for a very stern conversation in which tea was not served. I can confirm this. No biscuits. <laughs> Save it no for the tea. prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he gets to sit down and have a chocolate digestive with his Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful. This is the Mid-East Peace Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here in Jerusalem and on the other side of the pond. As always, Alex Giles joins me from London, England. How are you today, Alex? Have you figured out your whole PlayStation saga, the most first world problem ever? That- yeah, yeah. Ironically, following last week, in Job 5, <laughs> it's actually covered the integration. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only I'd kept looking. Yeah, because you were so upset with how religion couldn't help Mm -hmm. you through this Mm -hmm. destitute time. But I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. wrong. You've just got to read it properly. And for everyone with technical problems, Job 5. So you have faith once again. I am good with the big man. Great. Well, now that we've solved your problem, maybe we can talk about actual... Real, real world, real world yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sure, real sure. world problem. The Middle East has some. I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about, I think you have a little boy crush on him, the Saudi prince. Yeah, I mean, a little yeah, bit I think of a so. boy crush. Like yeah. a bromance. He's pretty cool, isn't he? Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince. You know, he's but pretty rock and roll. I just want to understand, because there's a lot of princes, princes, yeah, yeah. princes. Yeah, yeah. So is this the same dude that is going to allow women to drive in June? Yeah. Absolutely, he's the one that... So this is get... the 30-something-year-old he, hunk. He's 32. Mm-hmm. He's got a great beard, and... Uh, Not he... what I thought you were going to say, yeah? Yeah, okay, and uh, <laughs> yes, he has let women drive, and they can go to football matches. And he is having lunch with the Queen, and then he's having dinner with the Prince of Wales. Sounds like Tuesday to me, as far as I'm concerned, that's how I normally spend my week. Uh, and he's meeting the Prime Minister, and yes, it's not been without controversy. So let me go back a second. So he's in London, but actually he might have already left. He has been visiting London on a visit. He's been meeting the Royal Family, meeting the Prime Minister, meeting business leaders, most importantly. So he signed a deal controversially, it wasn't very controversial for him, but controversially for some people, to buy a load more fighter jets from us. So he's gone and done that. Because on the one hand, yes, he's been instrumental in allowing women to drive and go to football matches. You know, he's opening Saudi Arabia up. He's got this vision for when he um, becomes king, which is sort of the assumption that he's going to be the king. But he's going to modernise it and bring the country into, well, at least like the 19th century, maybe even the mid-20th, say the mid-20th yeah. century from a sort of human rights point of view. But on the other hand, he's been instrumental in waging this war in, in Yemen, which is doing nobody any good whatsoever, particularly if you happen to be on the wrong end of a fighter jet. Mm, not a, not, that's what she said. Not a good place yeah. to be. So, you know, bit of a mixed bag. Here's my thing. Yeah, go on. You said controversial, but it sounds like you're stalking him a little bit. Like, you know too many details about this trip. It's very interesting, Alex. And then you were talking about when he's going to be king. And he is a little bit more modern and liberal and out there. This sounds like it could turn from bromance to like wedding bells if they ever had gay marriage. Do you think he would be the first to bring it in? (laughs) 
Oh, he's <laughs> blushing. The blushing bride. He's there. Well, look, Nothing I mean, to who, say. I mean, look, if, if I was going to be gay, the crown prince <laughs> of Saudi Arabia, who is going to be inheriting, well, he already is a billionaire. It's not a bad place to start. I mean, he's a perfectly good-looking lad as well. I mean, there's a lot to be said for right. it. And he's a young guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I bet you get your own palace as well. I don't know how many wives... Oh, he... yeah. You get your own island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is that as well. I mean, I wouldn't have to, like, be hanging out with him all the time. I'd get my own space as well. So there's a lot yeah. to be said for it. But I suspect that, no, I think that might be a step too far for the moment. Mm. But uh, these things are always controversial, aren't they? Because on the one hand, we've got loads of businesses here in the UK that would like to go and do business with Saudi Arabia. There is quite legitimate concern about their human rights record. That's perfectly legitimate. But on the other hand... Potentially, it sustains lots of jobs and brings a lot of money into this country if we do deals. It's very easy to sit on the sidelines and say you shouldn't do business with Saudi Arabia because, because, because. Or when it actually comes down to perhaps you're running a a modest-sized business and the Saudis will offer you a big contract, which is going to keep all your people in jobs. It's a lot harder to do at that point. So, Well, I'm just going to add a little bit in as we're recording, talking about, you know, fighter jets, wars and whatnot. We're about to have a, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see it because we're on radio. We're having a drill right now. So you may hear a siren in the background, a baby that's sleeping, waking up, shrilling, screaming, and a dog who barks because he hates the siren after the 2014 war we had here where there were many. So we're doing that. Twice today, by the way, 11 o'clock and 7 o'clock at night to prepare, you know, just to be prepared, Mm -hmm. just to be prepared. But people feel like, is it just to be prepared or are they going to be like, just kidding, it's actually war. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Uh, And just just now, can you hear it? Should I open the window? Oh, yeah, open the window so we can all hear this. It's so exciting. This is like, let me open the window from my professional studio. Hold on. Oh, that's eerie. That's eerie, man. Do you hear the dog barking? I do. Can I just say that I don't think that in the drill, part of the standard operating procedure is go and open your windows and look out, by the way. I think well, you're failing, so you would by think the way, that... in standard air raid. I think you're supposed to go and hide right. under the stairs. To be fair, no, well, yes, I, I do have a shelter in my building because it's a newer building. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be a test to make sure that everybody can get to safety. Clearly, <laughs> I'd rather report the news and be a real fake journalist. Uh, this li- is reporting live. You, you know are, who's shitting are. their pants? Who's Alex, their pants? do you know who, who's shitting their pants? Tourists in Israel right now <laughs> I would are be, walking yeah, around I the would, street. I would be shitting my pants right now if I was walking yeah. down the street. If you heard that. And heard the air raid, because I know what an air raid siren yeah. is. I'd be yeah. thinking, and I've vaguely got a reasonable idea of why an air raid siren might go off in Israel. Yeah. I'd be pretty damn nervous if I was walking down the yeah. street at this point. Well, thank God you are not a tourist in Israel, because you just by yourself would be panicked. But then added on top of that, I mean, you can you imagine? They're just walking. They're looking at their map in total confusion. Mm-hmm. Waze has failed them. Yep. And now there's a siren, and they don't speak the language. And also what will probably be more bizarre for them is that people are just walking around calmly. So where they're going to be running past the people like, we're dying, we're dead, it's over. It's either Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, the Saudis, Yemen. It could be anybody. It could be anyone. It could be North Korea. Everybody. We're dead. Everybody. There's no time to think of which one. So is anyone actually, t- so so couple of questions, obviously, at this point in the spring to mind. Did the hotels warn everyone this morning? Or for LOLs, <laughs> did they say, no, nah, fuck it, tourists, let's make them sweat? 
definitely they're like, hey, I smell a viral video. Let's just, you know, have the camera rolling. Don't tell anybody. People Snapchat this. Yeah, yeah, it'll be hilarious. LOLs. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So now they know. So either there's like now going to be ambulances to help people rush people (laughs) from heart attacks to the hospital. But they won't tell them as an added like, hey, this is a funny joke. At seven o'clock at night, it happens again. Okay. Which is awful because that's like bedtime. That's like way worse. You're supposed to be doing something right now. You're supposed to be. Are I'm you supposed, supposed to, to heading for the shelter and timing yourself while you know gathering the gas yeah. masks and the. But this is water. the difference, you know. If I was in a real job and in an office, then we would all like go not single file because Israelis don't know how to do that. <laughs> but we would like go to the shelter, and people would have conversations about how in a real war they would never go to a shelter because people don't. They're too lazy. They're too lazy. Yep. Unless it's like gonna be like the missiles with like little gassy things on the end of them that explode to make us you know chemically like die on the inside first I think we're staying on the outside it's just not worth it the amount of time to get to the bottom floor yeah and you can't take an elevator yeah don't worry about the only people using chemical weapons right now the Russians in market towns in England oh god yeah so don't worry just on double agents just on double double agents agents and and people around them and people that were eating in the pizza (laughs) restaurant that they were all eating at just a while ago I mean can you imagine you get this message oh by the way wash your clothes because you may have been in contact with a nerve agent I suspect I would not wash my fucking clothes I would burn my clothes my clothes would be in a big freaking dump I would not be like oh yeah I'll put them on 90 degrees on the hot wash on the white yeah. put them on the and white and I'll never go back to that pizza place that again. pizza place I will not go back to no yeah. um, even if they send me a voucher how many free pizzas even yeah, if they send exactly. me a two for one voucher that pizza place is done they are not doing business again yeah, yeah. only the British medical advice would be you've been in contact with a deadly nerve, nerve agent just wash your stuff stick it in the washing it's machine a, you'll be it's okay it's so polite it's so polite mind the gap mind the nerve gas well we've even been polite with the Russians you know, it's like look yeah. Look, basically, the Prime Minister has said the only possible way that this could have happened is because you did it deliberately. The only other right. explanation is that you lost control of it. You know, whoopsie, you're walking down the street with a big <laughs> bowl of it. Don't know why. And you spilt it by accident. It happens. Trip and fall. That's such an Alex move. Yeah, it's an accident at work. It's health and safety. Accident at work. <laughs> there are posters everywhere that say if you've got deadly nerve agent in your hands, don't run. Keep a grip of it with both hands. And really, you should have some, some kind of lid on the top of the container yeah. in case you spill it all over accidentally a double agent and their child. So being very polite British people, instead of just basically nuking Russia, I mean, just like first strike on Russia, saying, because right. you've, attacked, you've attacked our country with a fucking chemical weapon for crying out loud I mean let's you know let's make no bones about what the Russians have done Mm. you know we invite the ambassador for a very stern conversation in which tea was not served I can confirm this no biscuits (laughs) save it for the prince of Saudi Arabia yeah he gets to sit down and have a chocolate digestive with his Earl Grey (laughs) sounds awful yes but the Russian ambassador gets to stand up during the meeting, doesn't get offered a chair, gets a very stern talking to and sent away. By the end of today, I'm going to completely off topic here on Middle East stuff, but we have the nerve agent chemical thing. Yeah, by the end of the day, he is supposed to say whether it was a trip and fall at work or whether basically we deliberately splashed chemical weapons all over your country. And I'm not entirely sure. The British standard will then go to slightly peeved 
will be our yeah. slightly annoyed will become our next level of alertness. Ooh. Anyway, so because in the Middle East there is no slightly annoyed. We like go right yeah. for like yeah. fire exploding heads. Bring and... it all back. If this was Israel, if the Russians mm. or let's say let's say the Syrians had splashed some chemical weapons over the border by accident, <laughs> you'd be drowning Damascus in a lake of fire right now. Ooh, those are some fighting words. You know, it's really interesting because you're talking about some chemical weapons, but we're attacked constantly by Gaza with rockets, Mm -hmm. right? It happened a couple of weeks ago. It happened while I was even down south and I wasn't even aware because it was a different town over. But it happens all the time and we don't react. Yep. And I think that is because probably like the UN and the international community and the US are just holding us down and being like, don't, don't do it. Don't touch the button. Don't fire back. Because we should have. We should have like multiple times, in my opinion, because you see how fired up literally you just got over chemical weapons at a pizza parlor. Well, imagine that this is rockets being aimed at your child's school or whatever it is on it was a daily basis. It became a weekly basis and a monthly basis. And it's supposed to not exist at all, according to the last bullshitty UN <laughs> signed, you know, referendum of ending a fake non-existing war that did happen. Yep. And it still happens. And also up north, you have, of course, Hezbollah, which in 2006 also signed some UN bullshitty referendum something saying we're not going to store any more weapons. We know they have thousands. So yeah, we should be preemptive. And maybe this is whenever you have this, I'm telling you, Alex, whenever there's this kind of a siren, this kind of scheduled, we're practicing, the air quotes are here, okay? <laughs> it does make people nervous and talk. Now, is this King Bibi, you know, the Prime Minister of Israel, once again, using an opportunity to take the news a different direction? Because we all know, we talked about this last week, his one-man show, off-Broadway show at APAC. And he even claimed, I'm the prime minister, I can stand in front of the podium. What a dick. (laughs) That was last week. And this week, he still has these indictments that are looming. And his coalition is collapsing. The last that I heard is basically what is happening is you have to have these dummy religious parties in your coalition. Mm -hmm. And they have so much power. And you have to appease and appease and appease. And so there was this big law that came into effect that everyone who is 18 must go to the army and that used to say they used to say except for the guys who are studying all day in yeshivas right those are where you study torah and you're very religious you can get out of it for those reasons yep the rest of the country's like that's not fair I want to do that too. Like, I don't want to have to like be an 18 year old and like learn how to shoot guns and like blow shit up and maybe get blown up. So they did change the law and it was a really big deal. And since then there have been massive protests. I mean, we had our Jerusalem marathon on Friday morning. So the Haredis, the ultra Orthodox, they're smart cookies. Let me tell you, they study the Torah. They're like, Hey, you know, that Moses and his, his little bush mm-hmm. of fire and that guy Sodom and he got, you know, he turned back and he got turned to salt. They put everything together and they're like, we should have a protest Thursday <laughs> night in the middle of the streets so that everybody coming in to get, you know, their bib, their number for the marathon. Yep. They're all going to be screwed. And that's exactly <laughs> what they did. 
you think you had PlayStation problems? This was <laughs> real life. We could not move an inch in traffic because these guys took it to the streets to protest. So that leaves BB in a very uncomfortable position, which he's been in a lot of them. That's what she said. And basically, <laughs> he's now had overnight talks and he's convinced the religious to stay as long as they do not have to have this law. They will get rid of this law. And once again, these religious guys will not have to serve. And that goes against everything. So now we have Israel Patenu, which is led by Avigdor Lieberman, a nice old Russian. And he said basically, uh-uh, I want them to serve too. And I'm going to be out. So Bibi is on very thin ice, which may be why we had sirens. Because then we stopped talking about Bibi. I'm like, oh, do you think there's going to be a war? Oh, if there's a war, we, should, we shouldn't collapse the coalition. Is he that sadistic that he would actually make a war in order to stay in power, I say yes. After that show that I saw last week, I say yes. Wow, okay, okay. Well, that, that's controversial. Harsh. Nonetheless, listen, we get very excited because if so-called elections, they already put a date on it, June 26th. Right. Okay, that's a really nice time. We get a day off for elections. Do you get a day off? Because in America, no, you don't. No, we don't. That's a very good yes. thing. I'm, I'm, I'm very pro this getting a day off. That's why we have them so often, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. I firmly have one of the things that you could change that would encourage people to vote would be to get the day off. I'm yeah. very, very pro that as an idea. Very sensible. Very progressive. So we don't, we don't have Sundays here. And I think that that's like our way of getting our Sundays <laughs> enough times during the year. It seems like our government collapses every other year. It's still BB every time. That's the craziest part. He still wins every time, but we get a day off, so it's a win-win. That's nice. And speaking of winning, I just want to throw this in there because I know we have to wrap things up. Mm -hmm. Israel may take Eurovision. You know, that's the singing song. I'm very familiar with it. You've won it before. Yeah, we won it with um, Danny Gayboy. Is it like trans... I don't think Lady. the political correct term remember. is gay boy, by the way, in the way you just said that. I, I think you need to go and you know, check yourself into HR. But I don't think that was that was correct. I'm so sorry. But it's Danny. Oh, anyways. Anyways. This the be your the second, new one. Yeah, go on, your new one, yeah. So right now is like the voting period, and it's very exciting. I didn't realize this. People actually bet. On who's going to win, which seems ridiculous. People, okay. people bet on everything, but yeah, okay. People bet on everything. Now, what's fantastic is, one, I did not know Israel is a part of Europe, that we could be a part of this, but we but are. It's, it's the same. Back to football, it's like is, yeah. Israel counts as being in Europe for the European Cup every yeah, it's, four years. it's really weird. So, you know, it's weird. But then sometimes we're Africa. Nobody else wants you. So what can I tell you? How dare you? It I, seems like everyone wants us. We're a little Asia, a little Africa, and a little Europe. Yeah, not it, yeah, they don't invite you to the Middle East singing contest, do they? Because no. we would crush it. Well, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but I'm just saying they don't invite you to that, do they now? That's mm. why we feel sorry for you. You're like, I don't know. I think... You're like I th the ginger-headed, wheezy kid with asthma at school who doesn't hey. get picked for sports. And we right. have to pick you. And then goes on to create Microsoft. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, relax. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab relax. Yeah, absolutely. And then exactly creates Microsoft and basically <laughs> owns owns the world. Yeah, absolutely. But even yeah. so, we get to pick you because no one else wanted you. That's why you're in Eurovision. I'm sorry. I think your prince boyfriend is <laughs> going to change all that because I think the Saudis are going to invite the Israelis one day. Once they take out Yemen or whatever they're doing over there. Yep. But it's a big deal. This song is called Toy. 
And it's basically off the Me Too campaign. It's talking about women, I'm not your toy, you're a stupid boy. It rhymes. I like the ones that rhyme. It does rhyme. And she's awesome. You should see the video. Netta Barzilai, I think is her name. I butchered that. It doesn't matter. Uh, She hasn't won yet. When she does, I'll get it right. So that'll be in May. That'll be in May. But it's exciting for us now. That's all we have, you know, to look forward to (laughs) is like possibly potentially winning the Eurovision singing contest. So we'll hold on to that as we pretend to go into our shelters during uh, alarms. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. So are you going to, as you didn't take part in the morning one, will you be testing your shelter at at the 7 o'clock one? Is that your plan? No, because I'm putting my kids to bed and telling them to shut up. It's only a fake siren. Oh, okay. Okay. Good parenting. (laughs) Parenting Good parenting 101. Yep. Yep. All right. That's going to wrap things up here for us. We did it. We talked a little bit about your bromance. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of the toy song in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm satisfied. I feel good about that. And thanks for <laughs> asking about my run. It was fantastic. I didn't ask about your run. Molly. So selfish. What run did you do again? Oh my God. I hate you so much. Well, which one Half is Half marathon. Oh, I won't stop. There you go. Half. Half marathon. Right. Oh, tell you what. Tell you d- what. Come back to me when once you'd got to the end of your half marathon, mm. you turned around and ran it back again, which would be a yeah. marathon. Half bloody marathons. You know, your ancient Greeks did not run a half marathon. Your man yeah. did not run, right? He from would still mar- be alive. He did, he exactly. Alive. He did not run from marathon to Athens and halfway there go, no, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll send somebody else. This is all so far. No, no. He ran the entire damn time, then fell over, died. Sorry, half okay. marathon. Don't oh, hear we about We got it. an Alex rant in. We thought we weren't going to do it. We were wrapping <laughs> things up so nicely, and there he went. All right. Scott Kahn, our editor and producer, he's going to have a lot to work with here. Thank you so much. Remember, you can find us on any of the ways you listen to your podcasts. That's iTunes, SoundClouds, wherever. We're online, of course. Facebook, the Mideast Beast. And follow us at Mideast Beasties on Twitter. This has been another fantastic episode of the Mideast Beast podcast. 